Today I'm reading an adult story for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or if there are youngsters listening, you can skip this one and I'll have a new story for you next time. You're listening to The Voice of Dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. And today's story is Shopping Trip by Herr Wotzek, who is a writer and musician, author of Whip and Boot, and a member of Trio Menagerie. You can find more of his stories on Furfinity and Sofurry. You can find even more on his Patreon, where he also produces music. Please enjoy Shopping Trip by Herr Wotzek. William sighed, inspecting the cashier's area again. It was an unusually slow day for a summer Saturday, particularly in June. He expected that there would be much more business than there was, what with Pride being in full swing. They always got the most business during Pride after all, but over the years that had dwindled. Still, the relatively older bloodhound kept his watch on the shop. He was rather proud of his wares, and he was sure that eventually business would pick up. It was rather early in the day. There would be a pick-up of that before long. And besides, it was rather larger for a store that dealt in the wares that it did. Eventually, someone would come to the register that came in from the other entrance, and then what would he have to say? The hound was then knocked out of his reverie by the ringing of the store bell. And then he watched as a pair of customers approached. A purple dragon came in first, his violet eyes lighting up as he entered. William blinked, realizing how familiar the black gem horns on his cheek were, before he saw the second customer come in, this one a green parrot with scarlet cheek feathers and a white head. He had a slight blush and entered with some hesitation, but he could tell that he was really happy to come in. At this, William sighed. He'd never found out the purple dragon's name, but he had heard plenty of rumors that he was perhaps one of their filthier customers. He had heard the dragon getting it on in the changing rooms on more than one occasion, and it was because of customers like him that he had to put several new rules in place for people trying it on. He was sure this would not happen today, of course, with all the rules in place. They would not dare, especially not with his new acquisition. "'Hello, welcome to our shop.' William's voice contained an air of barely concealed distaste as he addressed the purple dragon. "'Hope you're having a good day.' Oh, I'm having a very good one, the dragon replied, smiling. He then gestured to his parrot friend. Just showing a friend of mine around today. Is that right? William asked. He leaned forward. Don't think I see a parrot much around here. He's from out of town, said the dragon. Usually he lives out in Boston, but he came down to say hello and, well, I wasn't going to let him leave town empty-handed. The parrot waved at the bloodhound nervously. Uh, hi, he said. Good to meet you. The bloodhound just shrugged before turning to the dragon. Whatever, he said. You know the changing room rules. I do, said the dragon. He nodded, tapping one of the black, rock-like outgrowths on his cheek. Don't worry, I've got it all in here. William nodded curtly. Good, he said. Have a nice shopping. And with this, he turned his attention back to the cash register. In his mind, he also began a timer. He knew that eventually that dragon would be back in the changing room, with that parrot in tow, and if he smelled anything unusual on him. Deeper in the shop, Art finally turned his attention to the jock straps that hung all around the walls. He brushed his head feathers out of the way, before reaching in and feeling for the material. 
So what crawled up his ass and died? Brock shrugged, his black rock growths glinting in the light. I don't know, he said. He leaned towards Art, grinning mischievously as he looked at the changing room. Well, except that these changing rooms were a bit of a place way back when. Art tilted his head to the side. Place? he asked. Brock nodded. The last owner didn't mind it so much, he said, pulling a jockstrap from the side. But this one has gotten draconian about it. Art rose an eye ridge at this before shaking his head. Speak for yourself, he said. Hey, at least they don't bear down on it by having a guy watch the changing room, Brock replied. Art chuckled before seeing green jockstrap he liked. But seriously, I do get it, he said. He sounded super passive-aggressive back there. I mean, I'm sure you caught how he was staring at you, right? Brock shrugged. It doesn't bother me, he said. He then looked to Art, gently placing a hand on his shoulders. Besides, he can't really stop that from being a place now, can he? I guess not, said Art. He then turned before stretching a jockstrap in front of Brock. How much would you say this matches my feathers? The dragon narrowed his eyes slightly before rubbing his chin in thought. Hmm, a little dark green for you. He then turned back to his own rack before picking up a jockstrap with cloth that had a lighter shade of green. You seem more jade-like to me if you're going to match it to the body feathers. Art nodded, looking at the shade of green on the cloth. That's true, he admitted. He then smiled before taking the hanger that the jockstrap came off of. I guess I better match it to that green, not my face green. Don't want to get red for filth there, do you? Brock asked. The parrot winked at him, grinning. Exclamation point RuPaul, he replied. He giggled at this, before immediately turning and grabbing a purple jockstrap and handing it to Brock. I think this would match the shade of your eyes, though. Brock nodded, before looking at it and seeing the light purple. Yes, he said. He then smiled, giving it an experimental stretch. It looks like it stretches pretty well, too. Just enough to highlight a nice ass, isn't it? I bet, said the parrot. He turned to the jockstrap in his own hand before stretching it as well. Yep, there we go. I bet the guys at Fascination would love to get a piece of this, let me tell you. Brock grinned at this, turning over. Oh, I bet they would have gotten it already, eh? With this, he reached at the parrot, giving his ass a very friendly grope. The grope was enough to make the parrot jump up in surprise, letting out a rather quiet yelp. But Brock! Art blushed immediately. Not right here. But the purple dragon winked at him. Oh, right, sorry, he said. I should save that for another instance. He then perched behind Art, grinding his hips up against the parrot's ass. Maybe somewhere that nobody can see, least of all that owner with the stick in his ass. The parrot blushed, feeling himself flush heavily. He also lightly bucked into Brock's gentle grinding, taking a sharp intake of breath. I mean, he blushed, you're suggesting I get a stick up my ass? Well, that depends, said Brock. He leaned in close, licking the side of his head gently. What kind of stick do you want? Art blushed but chuckled before gently slapping Brock on the chest. Hey now, he said, they've got a no-sex policy in here. Brock shook his head. We'll see how you feel after we pick out some more pairs of jockstraps for you. He then turned back to his wall, his tail curling around Art's ankle. You better be ready, sexy. And with this, Art blushed, his tail feathers suddenly shifting down as the blush began to show through his cheek feathers. 
The store's changing rooms were in the back, and as Art approached, he noticed that the changing rooms were watched over by a somewhat pudgy crow. He nodded to Brock with kind eyes before gesturing them to the changing rooms. Hey, Bart, Brock replied, nodding to the crow. Quiet as usual. As always, Brock, the crow gestured to the parrot. Friend of yours? What else? Brock winked at him, patting Art on the shoulder. The parrot's blush only deepened, but the dragon looked over. Empty right now? Yes, sir, Bart replied. He gestured to the bin. You know the drill by now. If anything gets messy, throw it into the bin. Of course. You'll be good boys, right? Brock winked at the crow. Of course. He then ducked in, leading Art to the dressing room furthest in the row. You know we're nothing but good boys here. The best. Art did not get to catch the expression on Bart's face before Brock led him into the changing room. As soon as the parrot was inside of the changing room, he glanced back at Brock. As soon as he had closed the door behind him, the purple dragon was already figuring out which jockstrap he would try out first. However, Art also caught the way Brock glanced at his ass every so often. To this, the parrot could only lift his tail feathers up subconsciously before he looked to the stalls. He was glad the shop's changing rooms had only one attendant. He had a feeling that the dragon had something less than pure in mind. Art glanced into the mirror, taking an intense interest in his own reflection before looking down at the jockstrap hangers in his hand. So, uh, the parrot chuckled nervously, before looking to the jockstraps in Brock's hand. You first? Art was answered by the sound of clothing being shed. He looked down, seeing Brock already stepping out of his pants. It was then that he noticed the dragon's cock was half-hard, the tool already rising rather prominently in view. As he bent over, the dragon winked at his avian friend before unclipping one of the jockstraps from its hanger and getting it on slowly. It was only then that he realized that Brock had no underwear on. The parrot could only blush before watching as Brock slowly pulled it up. Almost immediately, Art felt his pants tighten up, the heat rushing to his cheeks as he took a step back and breathed in nervously. Ah, the parrot turned to the side. You know, they're gonna get angry without... I'm probably getting these anyway. With this, Brock snapped the waistband of the jockstrap against his body. He then pulled his own shirt off, showing off his body. Don't you think so? Art turned, breathing in as soon as he saw the dragon before him. His scales seemed polished as usual, and the parrot could not deny that he was also quite a specimen of a man. But the jockstrap just highlighted everything else about the way the dragon looked, such that he found it difficult to deny his companion's appeal. The black fabric covering that hard cock, the outline of the length inside, and just the way it framed his ass beautifully. The parrot turned away, the blush managing to show past his red cheek feathers. Brock, he said, I... The dragon chuckled before looking to the parrot. You should get your own jockstrap on, cutie, Brock said. You wanted to check the waist size, right? The parrot's blush intensified, and he could only imagine what the dragon had in store. He inhaled to calm his pounding heartbeat before looking down to his pants. Yeah, I did. With this, the parrot undid his belt buckle and the button and zipper on his pants, breathing in as he turned away. He also scooted slightly past the mirror. His raging hard-on was not something that the parrot really wanted Brock to see. Maybe the dragon would see it soon enough anyway, but if the parrot could control it, he wanted to make sure he could drop his pants quickly before Brock could have a chance to comment on it. And so... He dropped his pants, and in short order quickly pulled the jockstrap on. 
He then exhaled, before pulling his shirt off as well, so that the jockstrap was allowed to contrast against everything. The parrot had to admit, it looked rather good on him, in the end. The shade of green cloth matched his feathers exactly, the colour of the waistband complemented the light blue feathers of his wings, and the black straps were not as intrusive as the parrot thought they would be. All in all, they looked rather nice on him, and as he looked at himself in the mirror, he smiled. Yeah, you were right, Brock, he said. He exhaled, shaking his head as he watched the dragon approach. It does match. It does, Brock stood behind the parrot, grinning mischievously. It does indeed. Art felt Brock's hand slide onto his hip, more all-encompassing than he would have expected. The hand lingered there for a second before it reached down and gently squeezed Art's ass. The only response Art could think of died in his throat. He turned to look at Brock, breathing in gently as the dragon began to knead that ass cheek. He then subtly raised his tail feathers, his face flushing as he looked up at the purple dragon. Brock grinned before kneeling down and admiring the parrot's ass as it was framed by the jockstrap. And it frames your ass beautifully as well there, Brock continued. He kneaded the ass cheeks in his hand, noting with a raised eye ridge that the parrot's feathers lifted the rest of the way. The dragon could only grin at this before bringing his other hand up to the opposite ass cheek and kneading it as well. The parrot only looked over his shoulders. You think so? he asked. And here Brock chuckled, his muzzle leaning close to the parrot's ass. Here he parted the two ass cheeks, grinning as he saw the parrot's fleshy entrance. He noted the way it tried to retreat into itself, as if anticipating what was coming next. In response, he popped his tongue, shaking his head at the parrot. You're really cute, you know that? Before the parrot could reply, Brock leaned in and then his tongue brushed against Art's entrance enticingly. The parrot had to stifle a moan, his tail feathers seizing up immediately. He looked back at the dragon, his eyes half-lidded in pleasure as he bit down on his tongue. Brock grinned, lapping at the parrot's entrance again. Don't hold back from me, cutie, he said. You better let them hear you. Brock then leaned forward, his tongue brushing past that pink pucker again. Art opened his beak at this, the low moan coursing out of him as he found himself pressing against Brock's tongue. Oh, yeah. The parrot braced his hands against the wall of the changing room, his chest following soon after, and he began to grind onto Brock's tongue. The dragon simply grabbed Art's hips, his tongue pressing harder and harder against that entrance. He lapped it up hungrily, making sure to leave plenty of saliva on that hole before he breathed in, pressing his tongue inside the parrot's entrance. Ah! The parrot threw his head back, one hand coming up behind Brock's head and pulling him closer. Oh, fuck yeah, Brock, that's it! He leaned further against the wall, feeling his jockstrap tighten as his cock hardened immensely. Fuck! He exhaled slightly, spreading his legs subtly. Brock's hands trailed down, and as he noticed this, he smirked before getting onto his feet. He quickly pulled his own cock out of the jockstrap and began to grind it between the parrot's ass cheeks. Such a dirty little bird slat, huh? Brock asked, leaning close to Art's head as he held the parrot close. Art breathlessly nodded, one of his hands coming to rest on Brock's. Yes, he said. You want it right here, huh? Brock asked teasingly, taking his time with his slow grinds as he licked the side of the parrot's face. Ah, oh, yeah, the parrot replied, grinding against Brock's length with a good amount of urgency. Please, Brock! Brock grinned, leaning closer. Please what? he asked. 
The parrot exhaled, bringing a hand behind Brock's head again to bring him closer. Fuck me right here, he said. Fuck me hard. Yeah, Brock asked, positioning his leaking cock at the parrot's entrance. Want me to make you walk back to that cash register with a funny walk, huh? Yes, the parrot closed his eyes, spreading his legs even more. Please, Brock, fuck me. The dragon smirked. As you command, my dear parrot. And with this, he thrust it in, the pre helping that length slide in easier. Art let out a guttural moan as soon as he was in, but Brock took his sweet time when it came to slowly thrusting in. He was very gentle with this, making sure the parrot was used to his thick cock before he worked his way all the way down to the hilt. He then held in there, his head draped somewhat over the parrot's shoulder as he rubbed his belly. Ah, shit, Art moaned out, staying close to Brock as he held himself in there. Fuck, man. Yeah, you like that, don't you? Brock asked. Ah, yeah, the parrot pushed back against that thick cock within him, indicating he was ready. I fucking love that cock inside me. Brock chuckled deeply before pulling out and thrusting back in. Fuck yeah you do, he said. He then leaned forward, licking the side of the parrot's face. Just lean back and leave all the work to me. The purple dragon then pulled out a second time, before thrusting back in. He began a small rhythm of thrusts, before turning to nibble gently on the feathers of Art's neck. He grinned as he heard the parrot moan under his ministrations, adjusting his feet slightly to give himself greater leverage to thrust into him. Oh, yeah, Art moaned out rather loudly, his beak remaining partially open. That's... ooh. Brock smiled, his hand starting to rub up and down Art's torso gently. The thrusts here were very gentle from his position. He knew that Art needed to be eased into scenarios like this. As he reached the other hand down to grope the parrot's bulge, however, he was pleasantly surprised to feel that large avian cock bulging into his hand. The motion of grazing over it drew a breathless moan from the parrot, and Art's hand immediately moved toward Brock's, gently squeezing down on the hand. Brock grinned, taking a moment to squeeze Art's cock through the jockstrap, giving it a few strokes in time with his thrusting. After a second, he grinned, before pressing on the back of Art's shoulder. All right, that's easy enough for you right now, little bird, he said. Time to go a little rougher. With this, the dragon pressed Art forward, bending him over the bench in the room. Art could only brace against the bench, adjusting his legs slightly as he looked at the dragon behind him. Brock grinned, reforming his grip on the parrot's waist and breathing in. He then pulled back, thrusting into the parrot once with enough force to draw a sharp gasp out of Art. He then adjusted his feet, before starting with a somewhat faster rhythm of thrusts. These thrusts saw Brock pull completely out of Art before thrusting all the way back in. He continued the pace, the thrust in always getting to be just a little bit faster. Mm -hmm. The parrot squeezed his eyes shut, and before long Brock started to feel him pushing back against the thrusts. He braced one hand against the mirror before opening his eyes and looking at his reflection. His tail feathers, of course, covered Brock's torso somewhat, but he could still see Brock's arm muscles working as they pulled and held Art's hip in place. The dragon's thrust had sped up by then, and as he watched Brock's facial expressions, the parrot saw the way he grinned down at him. With one hand, he brushed Art's torso feathers to one side, letting the parrot see the way his white belly undulated with each thrust. The parrot could only groan at this, adjusting his position slightly so he could get a better look at that white stomach. 
Yeah, you like watching me fuck you like that, eh? He asked. He grinned, slamming his hips in roughly. Like seeing those muscles in? Yeah, the parrot looked up at Brock before looking to the bench. Please let me see more. Brock grinned, immediately pulling out. Art groaned at the sensation of feeling empty, but he did not have to wait long before Brock gestured to the bench. On your back, parrot, he said, his tone low and commanding. I want to watch you as I fuck you. The parrot did not hesitate even a second. He sat on his back, taking the opportunity to discard the jockstrap. At that point it was getting in the way, and his own cock had been begging for release for some time. He watched as Brock chuckled, picking the jockstrap back up and holding it to the parrot's face. Smell it. The parrot inhaled, taking in the musk of the earlier part of their mating. Before he had time to really ask how the jockstrap had gotten that musky that quickly, he felt Brock shove his legs back, and then he was aware of the familiar pressure of Brock's cock entering him again. He moaned out, looking up at Brock as he thrust all the way inside in one brutal thrust, reaching forward and shoving the jockstrap in the parrot's face. Sniff it, boy, he said, before pulling back and thrusting back in roughly. Art obeyed, moaning out as he smelled the light musk of sex. The thrusting picked up right around the same time, and the roughness and speed of them drew more moans out of him. He brought a hand up to Brock's arm, holding it against his face as the dragon began to rub the jockstrap in Art's face. Yeah, baby, Brock growled, his thrusts coming in faster and harder. Fucking take all of this. Art moaned, feeling one of Brock's hands hold his leg as leverage to thrust in even deeper. The faster pace of thrusts threatened to rock him right off the bench, but the parrot could only moan in ecstasy as he felt Brock's thrusts grow even rougher and faster. Idly, one of his hands came to his own rod, and he started to stroke that, breathing in the musk from the jockstrap and taking in the feeling. Mm. Mm. Faintly, he noticed that Brock's thrusts had begun to speed up. He then looked past the strap of the jockstrap, seeing Brock adjust his grip as he pulled his head back. Fuck... He squeezed his eyes shut. Gonna, gonna. Art nodded before lifting his free leg up and wrapping it around Brock's waist. Give it to me, big guy, he said. Come, uh, come inside. Brock then leaned forward, his thrusts growing erratic. Uh, uh. He then threw his head back, pressing his torso against the parrot's leg as he lifted, holding himself deep within. Art felt the dragon flood his insides with copious amounts of seed, and he imagined some of it had leaked onto the dragon's own jockstrap. He moaned out gently, using his leg to hold Brock inside of him as he began to stroke himself faster. And then, at that familiar tug in his balls, the parrot threw his head back. Ah, Brock, I'm, I'm gonna... And then the parrot let out a loud squawk as he came hard, his tongue lolling out of his beak as he pulled his head back. The jockstrap remained in front of his beak, and as Art panted, he laid his head back. That was when he felt the jockstrap ride up his feathers, the cloth wiping some of the cum off. Immediately, Art sat back up, his eyes wide in fear as he looked at Brock. Brock, he said, we haven't even bought those yet. What are you doing? The only logical thing, said the dragon. He grinned. After all, we tried them, they fit, and they look beautiful on us, he said. He thrust it in gently, chuckling. So that leaves one question. He then leaned forward, licking Art's cheek feathers. Is it really such a bad thing that we'd have to pay for them anyway? William perked up as soon as he saw the parrot and the dragon return. The parrot looked incredibly flustered, and as he looked at the dragon he saw that he had the biggest shit-eating grin imaginable. 
In their hands they held jockstraps, though he noticed that they had taken them off the hangers. He sighed again, shaking his head at the two of them. How often do I need to remind you two that we take care of the- Trust me, we like these, the dragon interrupted him. He then leaned forward, quickly scanning the two jockstraps in his hand and dropping them in a bag right by William's station, before the hound could say anything. So it's no big problem. That's- But the dragon leaned in, much to the parrot's great consternation by the look of things. And what the heck, we'll take the rest of these two. He moved quickly, putting all the jockstraps in both his and the parrot's hands straight in there. He then smiled, looking up at the hound. We're buying. You can't complain about the rest. William sighed, his ears folding back against his head. That'll be $120.47 plus tax. The parrot nodded, before pulling his wallet out and handing the dragon $60. Here, he said, just to pay you back. The dragon smiled before combining that amount with his own dollar bills, leaving them right there on the counter before producing exact change in quarters, dimes, and pennies. Thank you. The dragon grinned at the cashier before turning towards the door of the establishment. I hope you have a good day. And with this, Parrot and Dragon exited the shop, the parrot glancing apologetically back at the hound. They were both out the door when William saw the dragon laugh. He paused, looking to the changing room they had come out of, before looking back to the scanner. He then leaned forward, sniffing the scanner. Immediately he picked up a rather strange smell, however it was one he knew all too well from other unruly customers in the changing room. And so he groaned, before lifting his head again and looking at the dressing rooms. Bart! he shouted. Get over here! And so the crow stepped forward, crossing his arms as he looked at his manager. What is it, sir? There were people fucking in the dressing rooms, he said. Again! He then leaned over the counter, glaring threateningly at his employee. How could you let this happen? Sorry, sir. They were rather quiet, the crow said, with his head bowed down. I don't think I caught them in their actions. You didn't notice how long they were in there? William asked immediately. You didn't notice anything odd about that? The crow glanced to his side, shrugging as he raised an eye ridge. Not really, he said. They did have a lot of jockstraps on them. William groaned at this, face palming hard as he leaned against the till. That's it, he said. From now on they have ten minutes tops to try jockstraps and get out of there. It does not take fifteen minutes to try out a jockstrap, goddammit. And if this still results in people breaking the rules, then I'm blaming you. The crow nodded simply. Whatever you say, sir, he said. Whatever you say. Good, said William. Now get back there and resume watch. Yes, sir. And with this, the crow turned, walking back. As he did, however, William noticed that there was a certain strange spring in the avian step. It seemed perhaps a little too happy for someone who had just been chewed out by their manager, and as he watched it, William tilted his head to the side. At that time, one singular thought came to his head. Did he enjoy that? This was Shopping Trip by Herr Wotzek, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. You can find more stories on the web at The Voice or Dog, or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. And if you have a short story you think would be a good fit, please get in touch with me. I'm at Kaggy Doggy on Twitter and Telegram, and I'd love to hear from you. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.